And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Welcome to Seeing Red. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red Daily. I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. All right, kids, yesterday, uh, a big release on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital download. It was Batman v. Superman. And at the time, now, Rebecca, Aaron, and I, we all went and seen the movie when it came out, but we weren't, yeah. we, we weren't recording podcasts at the time. No, no, we were in a state of... Basically hiatus, just just you know to get everything together, you know. Yeah, leisure time for for before work time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and uh, we didn't talk about this in um, seeing Riyadh, seeing Raid. I don't Saying know Raid. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> um, but one of the other podcasts I, I talked about, you know, I think I had like a small mental nervous breakdown. Yeah. Um, after Lacey died and. I did, still, I don't think I'm fully recovered, but I'm I'm recovered. Yeah. And during that time, I just kind of shut down. I stopped reading comics. I stopped everything. The only thing I yeah. really did was just spend time with my family. Yeah. And um, one of the processes was we went to go see Batman v Superman. And I figured since the the Blu-ray dropped, and we didn't have an opportunity to talk about it. I figured let's do a little review about Batman v Superman. Yeah. Uh, now, I grew up. Well, let's see. Yeah, I actually I read because the the character Batman, which Ben Affleck, I thought did an amazing job as as Batman. I, I actually liked his incarnation better than any of the other Batmans I've seen on on screen. Yeah. I, um, but they, they kind of tapped into, well, they attempted to tap into, like, the Dark Knight type yeah, uh, yeah. Batman. Now, I do have my qualms about that. and um, Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because, like, and, well, it was 19, 1989, 1988, somewhere in there, is when I read, for the first time, The Dark Knight Rises. You know, the, the Frank version, Frank version, fuck, I can't talk today. The Frank Miller version <laughs> of Batman. Um, the, well, it's Dark, Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. Um, and if, if, there's two different types of mediums. You could go and read the original, um, you know, which is an excellent read. Yeah, the very, the very first one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the second one looks horrible. <laughs> horrible. There's actually a third one I haven't even bought. Yeah, you're like, mm, no. Yeah, I know. I know, I'm not no. So wasn't that the same thing that happened with Kick-Ass? Yeah, it's still sitting right there. <laughs> Kick-Ass 3. Uh, I've, I've read like the first you know, couple pages of Kick-Ass 3, and I just like, like no. Mm, no. no. Couldn't do it. Or the second thing that you could do which I actually have too is the Dark Knight Rises uh, DVD. Oh yeah, 
you know, which follows the story very, very closely. It stays true to the story. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is that both stories tell you that Bruce Wayne is probably around in his 60s. Yes. Okay. And Ben Affleck was closer to, and I know they put a little bit of gray in his hair, but, you know, Ben Affleck's like 40. Yeah. Yeah. And you see interviews with him. He looks way, 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 way younger than they made him look in the movie. Yeah. And I just, that was one of the hard things I had, you know, I had a hard time following because, you know, he'd been fighting crime for 30 years. Now he's retired. So what did he, he start fighting crime at 13? You know? Right. Yeah. So that was one of my big hangups about the movie. Now, that wasn't my big hangup. <laughs> No, but um, Lord. No. Now Jay, Jay, my son, he loved the movie. He absolutely loved it. But the reason he loved it is because his favorite superhero, Cyborg, was yeah. in it, and he had a little cameo. He loved that. So that's that's the first time you see Cyborg, Cyborg. in a cinematic universe. So that's you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for me, I liked it. It was okay. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh my god. You know? Yeah, nah. A lot of people, they either like absolutely loved it, or they were like, you know, it was a, it was a good movie. It wasn't like it wasn't good for comic sake because most of the movies that they make now are are meant just for Hollywood, right? And for cinematic use, not anything to cover what the comics covered. I mean, yeah, there's there's little bits and pieces here and there, but they basically take a comic and they rewrite it completely. And that's what I felt like they did for the Batman vs. Superman thing, because that's what the Dark Knight was. Right. It was Batman vs. Superman. But they couldn't call it that because, was it, uh, who has the rights to that? I forget. No, they have it. Do they do? Yeah, they could have okay. done Dark Well, because, like, now, if they would have done the Dark Knight Returns for live action, and they would have followed the actual story, it would have been amazing, I think. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just, it was, I don't know what they, I, now I like Zack Snyder. Yes. I, I like, I think he's a very good director. I honestly think, but that was just, it was, that was some bad rewriting. Yeah. Um, because I liked what, um, 300, 300. I, I, the Watchmen. I love the Watchmen. Yeah. I actually went because, you know, the beginning of this year, or is it Christmas time? Anyway, somewhere I, I switched from having uh, nothing but DVDs, DVDs to Blu-rays. To Blu-rays. Yeah. And that was one of the ones that I purchased was uh, The Watchman. Was The Watchman on Blu-ray because it was such a, a good, good movie. movie. And I don't know why he didn't do that for the Batman v Superman. If you go because I have the the books of The Watchman. Yeah. If you put in the movie of The Watchman and you pull out the book, it's you, almost completely parallel. It it is. It is absolutely you can follow word for word what the book says. I mean, he didn't. They didn't alter it. The only thing that they did is they changed the ending a little bit. Yeah. But other than that, they followed it all the way through. Why couldn't they? And it was a big hit. Yeah, it was. Why? It was huge. They, why couldn't? Well, number one, they had David S. Boyer, which yeah. I know people will get up in arms with him about to say, but David S. Boyer is one of the most overrated writers on the face of this planet. <laughs> you just you don't. I, I, you just That's like having Grant Morrison write a movie script. Yeah, really. Or Brian Michael Bendis. 
<laughs> just putting nothing but onomatopoeias the whole yeah. time. <laughs> well, I was going to say Grant Morrison, everybody be gay. And then, yeah, Brian Michael Bendis, everybody be like, wouldn't say a word. They're just like, you know. They would just fight the whole time. It, yeah, it would go back to like the old. <laughs> Silent <stuff>. films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wow, this is such great CGI, but where's the dialogue? Where's yeah. that? <laughs> um, what about you? What's your what's your thoughts? My thing is, I, I as far as a movie goes, like I said before, as far as a movie goes, that was a really good movie. Right. Um, for comics' sake, it was fucking. It was a mess. It really was. Um, <laughs> they could have correlated things better too. They left a lot of things like hanging. Right. And from what I understand, the ultimate edition kind of clears a little bit of that up. Um, and we'll watch it. We'll yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. Um, another one of my big hangups was the way that they approached the different cameos for the Justice League to set up the Justice League. Uh huh. They could have done that a little bit better, I think personally. Um, see, Wonder Woman was really good. Um, and they basically, my very, 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 very biggest thing that I did not like about the movie is they made it about Superman. They didn't make it about Batman. They didn't no. make it about Superman. They're, they made it about Superman. They didn't put equal lines in between, you know, cause as soon as Wonder Woman stepped in, Batman was fucking shoved to the side and it was right. fucking team Superman and Wonder Woman, you know right. what I'm saying? It, it, it Batman's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you remember when he was hiding out on the building? Yeah. And he was like, you know, oh shit, you know, Wonder Woman saves him and Batman or uh, Superman saves him. And yeah, it's, it's all bad. I was just like, wow. But one of the things, and then I want to get to this. Okay. I don't know. I, I think I mentioned it to you before. One of the things that I'm actually really, really excited about is them go ahead and, uh, reaching out to more of an extended universe as far as you know cameos go and you know adding the other dc characters into the world right um they're going to be talking about the the apocalypse world where dark side comes from right and with that being said um i don't know if anybody's read and that's gonna be for justice league right yeah okay um i don't know if anybody's read anything online about it but the demon looking thing and i i believe it's in the regular version too the sit well the cinematic version and I believe it's in the Ultimate Edition as well. But the demon-looking thing that comes up out of the goo, um, that's not Doomsday. The Parademon? Yeah. That is Steppenwolf, which is Darkseid's uncle, which is also the army that... Uh, also the guy that leads... He's the general of the army of Darkseid. I'll have to look at that again. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. And they made him look really cool, but as far as I want to see, you know how we were talking about X Men Apocalypse, how they made Apocalypse look like retarded. Yeah, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Ooze, Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Um. No, yeah, 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 they made him Ivan Ooze. But you know what's really funny is guess who played Apocalypse? Um. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What's his name? I can't think of it. Poe. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Poe Dameron. Yeah. I was like, what, really? And then, like, as I started looking, I was like, okay, I see the features now. But if they're, and, and I know <laughs> Brian Singer, I know for a fact that they're gonna do something to make Darkseid actually look like Darkseid, because DC is well known for actually making the characters that they reveal in the cinematic universe similar right. to what the comic has. Not like Brian Singer, where Brian Singer <laughs> fucking, oh my god, dude! One of my big 
Okay, and I, I still don't understand this. Okay, uh, now I haven't watched season two of The Flash yet, but I watched, I binge watched season one. Oh, yeah, it was good. I was telling you it was good. Yeah. You didn't believe me until you started watching it for yourself, and that shit was it addicting. Was, it was, it was great. Now, why didn't they use, uh, what's his name, Grant? Uh, Grant Gustin. Gustin. Yeah. Why didn't they use him as The Flash? Because, uh, what was. Everybody <laughs> knows him as, as the, the Flash. Flash, yeah. I don't know. I can't. I know that there was an interview about this. I believe Zack Snyder was saying that 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 he doesn't fit his image for the Flash, so they chose uh, fuck, what's his name now? Damn it, I can't remember. A guy that absolutely does not not look like, look the, like Flash the Flash at all. No. no. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Hold on, let me look this up real fast. I got a phone sitting right. right here. But that's my biggest thing. Okay, because there's millions of people that watch the Flash. You know, the the weekly TV show, The Flash. Yeah. We all know Grant Gustin as the Flash. So. That's the image that people have in their heads. So as soon as you have the Asian guy pop up with the really bad haircut, and he's running fast, and you say, okay, he's a speeder, but he's not the Flash. No. Uh, I just found his name. I, I forgot. It was It's a really weird name, but Ezra Miller. And I've actually seen – there's a movie on Netflix. It's actually a pretty good movie. It's weird, but it's a pretty good movie. He plays in that movie, and like you can tell – He's he looks really really Asian. I mean I don't know if they're gonna put prosthesis on him or if they're gonna you know airbrush him really good to make him look like he's Barry Allen because he really does have a lot of like solid uh, Asian features and, and and you know me I'm not against you know a different demographic being um you know a character I'm totally not against that at all. No, well best case example is when we were talking about Wally West they made him a black guy and I'm like oh that's a good call yeah okay, I like that that's yeah cool. Yeah, or or, or uh, Nick Fury. Yeah, worked perfectly fine. You yeah. know, I'm not against that at all. But the thing is, is Barry Allen has an image, right? And that image is being a nerdy white guy that works as a forensics officer, right? You know, at, at the uh, the Central, Central City. City Police Department. Yeah, and that's it. it does I mean. I mean, it might work, like I said, if they if they put some kind of prosthesis on him or if they airbrush him really good, you know, make him look like he fits the role, which is yet to be seen because they don't really show a whole lot of him as a cameo no. as compared to, like, Cyborg or Aquaman. They don't really show him that much in Batman vs. Superman. All you can see is his suit. Right. And him, you know, walking in the convenience store when when he's pulling up all the files on his computer, he's, he, he pulls up, you know, what is it? The, it's called the Flash file or something like that, yeah. right? He's like, wait, what is this? And he's walking into a convenience store. He's like, hmm. And he goes, boom, drinks something real fast and dips out. But that's that's all you see from him, though. You don't really catch what he looks like, what his armor looks like. Supposedly, his armor looks more like, or not his armor, but his suit looks more like armor. I don't know why I keep saying armor, but his suit looks more like armor. Which the, makes no sense because no. he's a speedster. Yeah. He needs something light. Yeah. Armor slows you down. It's heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing is when I think of, like, say them putting it is armor. The only time that the Flash had any kind of armor anywhere was Injustice. And I know you played Injustice. Oh, yeah. So the Flash had armor. But that was because, you know, they were, they were warring. He's not really warring. You know, he's the Scarlet Speedster. Right. He's wearing, you know, a very flexible suit that is friction-proof. So, I mean, I don't understand why they went the route of having armor. But there's different concept ideas going back and forth. But like I said, I keep bringing up armor, and that's what the concept is 
is uh, a speed suit armor kind of thing that I'm looking at. But I don't know. Like I said, we'll see. I hope, I hope, because the Flash has actually really grown on me as a character. One of my favorite DC characters as yeah, far as Batman. Um, I don't know exactly the way that they're going to go with it, but I hope because, you know, it is a DC character. They get a good writer. They get, uh, you know, some good, good, uh, dialogue in there because dialogue usually makes the dc movies i mean look at the well, dark knight and did you hear about the other what ones. happened with ben affleck no now a lot of people give ben affleck shit but you gotta realize that he received an academy award a for, fucking oh yeah, for oscar writing. for writing yeah okay that makes him a legit writer in my book yeah um he got the script for justice league and he was like no 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 and and i guess he's now he's rewriting it Oh, he's also rewriting Justice League. Wow, because yeah. I know for he was he was talking about he was gonna write his own standalone right. Batman film, and DC gave him the okay, which I thought that was pretty cool because he didn't he didn't get a chance to fulfill his potential as Batman. He right. felt like he he didn't play it as well as he wanted to, and he's a legitimate Batman fan. Yeah, because he has a real Batcave. Yes, in his house. I've seen that. I was like, ah, oh, dude. Yeah. You know, so that that says <laughs> that's the man cave right there. Yeah. You know. So I I'm I'm looking forward to, and I'm just being honest. Um, I'm looking forward to the Ben Affleck version of Batman, the standalone movie. Yeah. Um, but I'm not looking forward to Justice League. I I just don't. No, I'm like I said, they they should have done a better job. Like I said, with the cameos, because it doesn't really, unless you know what you're going to expect unless you do some kind of research or you, like I said, you already know what you're going to expect. You won't know who those characters are. Right. So with that being said, you wouldn't have any idea of, you know, what, what's the justice league, you know, if you are coming in as a non comic fan coming into the DC universe and, you know, latching onto these characters and you like the characters, you like the story, you like the movies, you wouldn't know what they were. Right. You know? And I think I said this before and, you know, everything kind of went south last year. We, we mentioned, you know, we were giving up updates on the Justice League, or not Justice yeah. League, but Batman v Superman movie. And when it was announced that, um, what's his face was going to be Lex Luthor. Oh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, yeah, that's how impressionable he was for that. You know, the mm-hmm. guy from Social Network and, um, and, uh, Zombieland. What the fuck was his name? I know, I can't remember his name either. But it was like, and I seen a meme about Jesse Eisenberg. That's it. Mr. Jesse Eisenberg. I mean, he, he's a good actor in general. He really, I, I honestly think that he was, he's a good actor, but oh my god, Lex was a trash mess hole. Oh my god, yeah. They, I, I was gonna say is, there's a, a meme that says, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you know, my favorite, uh, what was it? Joker and Riddler together or some yeah. shit like that. I'm yeah, like, I seen that. Yes, that's <laughs> yes. exactly what he did. Yeah, he was a psychopath. He really was. Lex Luthor is not a psychopath in the no. comics at all. He's he's uh, the passive aggressive one. Yes, yes. He's basically and this is what I this is just from me understanding Lex as a character. Right. In the comic book, Lex is the parallel opposite of Batman. Yeah. And legitimately, he he's created his own company. He finances his own projects. He fights whatever he wants to fight when he wants to fight it. 
and he's not going to take no for an answer. Right. So, you know. It's true because his his Lex Luthor was just horrendous. Yes. I, I thought, number one, he was too young. Absolutely. Lex Luthor is, a, is, like I said, he's a parallel Batman. He's a philanthropist. Right. You know, he's... He's supposed to be older. He's not supposed to be like some kind of... Well, he's supposed to be because that's how he lost his hair in the comic books is that him and Superman were classmates. Yeah. And... The radiation from Superman. Was it the radiation? I, I, I've seen a couple different versions, but it all yeah. it has to do with Superman and him being in school together. So yeah. they're the same age. So Superman's probably around 30. You yeah. Know? Uh uh, it doesn't matter how old they tried to make him look. Just like Jesse Eisenberg, he still looked like he was in his twenties. He did. Yeah, he's just he's like a uh, Michael Sarah. Yeah, you will never be able to make Michael Sarah looks like look like he's older ever unless you put prosthesis on him. Um, Gal Gadot. Now she is an absolutely beautiful woman. Yeah. But I just have a hard time following her as Wonder Woman. As Wonder Woman, I believe that uh, I I feel the same way as well because it one. She's a very, how do you say this? Wonder Woman's an Am- Amazonist. Am- Amazonian. Yeah, Amazonian. Okay. Gal is a petite little woman. Right. She's got a fierce face, a fierce look to her, but she's a small, petite woman. Right. How can you have a small, petite woman playing an Amazonian princess? You know? That, right. That, that's like, okay. If Rebecca got skinnier, okay, and she became fit, you know, lean and stuff like that, she would be perfect because she's a big girl. Right. She would fit into that Amazonian. Same thing with Lacey. Well, because she's six foot tall. Yeah. As I said, same thing with Lacey. When Lacey was alive, she could have got down skinny like that. She was a big girl. She could fit in perfectly as an Amazonian. Right. Yeah. It's just they it, – it wasn't bad casting because she acted really well. It was just – Poor overlooking of an image. Right. And that's what I think it came down to is like, would, would we rather have a lesser actor with a good image or would we have a better actor with a lesser image? And I think that I honestly believe that's what it came down to because remember we were seeing all over the internet before Batman vs Superman even came out for potential Wonder Womans everywhere. Right, right. And a lot of them looked like they could really fit in the role. And we said, you know, a couple of them really could, but Gal. Like I said, she's a good actor, but she just does not fit the Amazonian princess image. Well, uh, it was the end of 14 or the beginning of 2015. They, they actually came out with a fan movie uh, about Wonder Woman. No, I didn't know that. And she was believable. She she looked like she was like six feet tall. And she had that look. Yeah. And I, I bought it. I mean, I, I liked her better than the Gal Gadot. But of yeah. course, because she's an unknown... Yeah. They won't touch her. No. You know, that's just the bullshit rendition of Hollywood. Yeah. And that's, we all know. Yeah. It's Hollywood. It, unless they have some kind of name built up for them in Hollywood, they're not going to even consider you whatsoever. Right. So unless, like I said, you know somebody you can get in there. You know, it's like it was any kind of job. You know somebody, you're like, hey, can I was going to say, we know, this, we know this firsthand. <laughs> we know yeah. all this about firsthand. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of it. Um I thought the plot was weak. Yes. I felt like there was too much going on. Yes. It was just, it was everywhere. It literally was everywhere. Superman and Batman are fighting. And then, and then all of a sudden, you know, 
this big old demon thing comes out from from a ship that's in the middle of the town, and Doomsday comes out. Oh, and Lex Luthor is you know somehow getting in there somehow, and fucking Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere. Oh, you know you're like, what the fuck is going on, dude? <laughs> you know, and I think this is probably people like everything that's going on. This is your biggest hangup about the movie because I think I actually said it while we were at the movie theater. Is you could literally see Gotham from from Metropolis. Yeah. They're like right next, next to, to each other. And I'm like, no. No. <laughs> They're supposed to, was it, uh, Metropolis is supposed to be like Toronto. Toronto, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and Gotham's supposed to be like New Jersey, New York. Right. So, so that's completely unfathomable. Yeah. There's quite a few, you know, hundreds <laughs> of miles between. You yeah. can't see it over, and it just, it, it hit me wrong. It's just like, that's fucking lame. It is. I, I, so another reason why I just I like I said, good movie for cinematic value, bad movie for plot. In right. in comics, they just don't correlate very well because there's bad writing. Whoever, yeah, the guy that you said that wrote the script, David S. Goyer, fucking sucked so hard, dude. I it, was telling that to his face too. It's the same guy who I wrote, could uh, I could write uh, a better Steel. story than that, and I don't even write. I'm not a writer. I could write a better story than that. Speaking of writing, can I can I plug something? Um, we haven't I haven't plugged any of anything that I've been doing lately. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I'm writing again, and that is a, a big thing because after Lacey died, that was one of the first things to go for me. Yeah. I had like tremendous writer's block, and um, I started writing uh, a new script. It's actually a pilot script for it's. I'm calling it Sound Bites. And it would be a TV show for like Netflix or HBO or Cinemax or because it's got cussing, it's got adult humor in it. And um, I'm I'm writing it. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but you know, after Lacey's been gone for nine months, going on ten months, and this is the first time that I've actually sat down and and wrote something, um, you know, since then. Yeah. And uh, well, it's hard. I mean, especially with anything that happens in your life, it's tragic. I mean, not just with the death of somebody, but like something that happens, death, death of anything, really, or uh, somebody getting hurt, you know, something tragic like that would definitely give somebody writer's block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I did. I, I had serious writer's block amongst other blocks in my life. I was no. like, you know, <laughs> financial was, block. <laughs> yeah. But um, so it's about a podcaster. Yes, it's a it's a movie or a TV show about a podcaster, and his father, who is a radio DJ, comes in to live with them, and their his brother, the father's other son, is a voiceover. He's he's like Mr. Hollywood. He's the movie phone guy. Uh. You know, um, so that's how I tied it all in. They're all like you know they use their voice for professional you know purposes. <laughs> And uh, it's funny, it's serious, and right now, it's one of the best things I've written so far. I think it's that good. Um, in fact, i tell you how good it is. And, and another thing I, I haven't talked about, and I might touch up on this uh, maybe in another podcast, but I'll just touch on it lightly, is uh, I go to the gym. I go to the gym every day for three hours a day, if not a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've become addicted to the gym. Yeah. I, I feel crappy if I don't go to the gym. But I was into 
writing the script so deeply, I actually skipped out. Get it? Yeah, yeah. I skipped out that one time. Yeah. And I just wrote it until like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. I was yeah, we were like, well, why? Kevin didn't go to the gym. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, it's it's become an oddity. If I don't go to the gym, there's that's there's something that's weird. wrong. Yeah. yeah, you must not feel good or something happened. <laughs> but I was deeply into it, um, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to sharing it with you. Um, I don't know. I don't. I I have a sour taste about Hollywood right now. I still have, you know, that's a whole other thing in itself. Yeah. It's the the issues that we have with with Hollywood, and I'm not even going to talk about it. I, I just, no, uh, I, it's, I, don't, I don't think that you could talk about Hollywood right now just just because of the simple fact that it was at the time that we had put in had made it bittersweet for what happened. Right. Um, just because what happened, I mean, it, it wasn't anything big. It just it was like a just stopped. Yeah. You know? Well, it's because we ran out of money. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is is that you you can have people, and I guess we are going to touch on this a little bit, and then we're going to wrap it up, hmm. is people can say, oh, yeah, you're cool. We like your idea. We'll do whatever you want. Just keep giving us the money. Give us the money. Give us the money. And guess what? As soon as you run out of money. They're like, bye, middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> see ya. And that's how business goes, especially in Hollywood. People are sneaky motherfuckers. And that we have learned that. All too easy. Yeah, all too well. Um, it was just, uh, I mean, I, I what wouldn't change the, well, yeah, I would change the experience, but I wouldn't give up the experience. No, absolutely not. I mean, it, it was great. What, what we did was great. It felt really cool to be able to do that. But at the same time, it's like, we're not going to say any kind of amounts, but it, it was it was close to an arm and a leg. Yeah. To do what we did, we didn't even get to do much of it, which was bullshit because you, we got gypped. Well, let's put it this way. You could have bought in a car. Yeah. For how much money we put into it. Yeah. Brand new car, 2016. Yeah. So. It was a lot. But it is what it is. All right, kids. Um, I just like I said, I just want to plug that story. Or that, no. the story. But the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the story, the one I'm working on. And uh, just tell people I am slowly recovering. And I know I've received a couple emails like, you just don't seem the same. You don't seem – I'm not the same. No. I'll never be the same again. No. It, it was a uh, physical and, and mental battle for you. Yeah. Because there was a lot of transformation in your life that had happened. You've done some things you never thought you would do, and you're still doing things you never thought you would do. And, and – you know, given the the chance for more experiences, I know you will take the chance to you know do right. them. So, and you'd be surprised how much shit. Um, and obviously, you you notice this if you see the scene red banner. I no longer have facial hair. No, I don't have long hair. I have short hair now. Yeah. So my my image, my self image, is totally different from what everybody's used to. Yeah. You'd be surprised how much shit I got from that. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Be younger? I know. What are you trying to look like? You're younger, man? You're not younger. You're old. No. <laughs> it's just stupid shit like that. Like, I don't care. Do I fucking care? Did I ask you if I cared? No, I didn't. So, you know, well, if you wanted to ask me what was going on, you know, I, I'll be more than delightful to let you in on a little bit. But I'm not going to sit there and act like I give a shit about what the fuck you think of, I look like to you or, right. or you know, I, my, your opinion could give 
two shits less about what I could care about what you care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, it's just uh, redesign. You know, yeah. Things redesign. Things get redesigned all the time. Absolutely. I, re- I re- redesign. I'm redesigning myself still. Yeah. I'm not at where I want to be, what I want to look like, but I'm, I'm heading there. Yeah. And that's, that's the best thing that you can do with your life is transform into a better person. And honestly, a lot of people can do that in their lives and they don't, they don't understand that they can. And once they see that they can make a change and they start making other changes upon their life, then they'll know, like, you know, everything's possible if, if I actually, you know, put forth the effort to do it. Right. All right, kids. Uh, that's it for this episode. Come back tomorrow. We'll talk about more shit. But I just wanted to talk about the Batman v Superman because, like I said, we weren't podcasting when it came out. No, and, and that's I, something we wanted to get off our chest big yeah. time because that, that movie, oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For this episode, I am David K. Montoya. And I'm Aaron Illich. Come back tomorrow for more Seeing Red Daily. Welcome to Seeing Red. Say we didn't warn you.